Hello and welcome to the Sports Council Podcast. I am your host Matt and I'm here with Gav and G for this episode of the show. We are just one month away from the fantasy football season, which means we are back with our annual fantasy draft primer. Today, we're talking running backs and their new value in both fantasy football and in the NFL. We discuss the probability of a Jonathan Taylor trade, as well as give our thoughts on who will be the best fantasy running backs this season. Today is August 1st, 2023, and this is the 105th episode of the show. Man, it's good to be back. Jesus. Ooh. So you guys are telling me the game on Thursday doesn't count for my fantasy team? <laughs> There's a game on Thursday? Oh, Bro, man. you're telling me I drafted Kellen Mond for no reason? I drafted Zach Wilson for no reason. Oh. But it's good to be back though, right? Oh, man. Feels great. It's been a... It feels like a long off season. A lot of changes in sports council, personally, right? Like, I mean, has anyone heard G already? Anyone detected a little change? I really hate it already. (laughs) Now I could tell you guys the Steelers are the best team in the NFL with pure clarity, pure delusion. I mean, I think this is the second time with Gav's new mic, and now this is the first time with uh, G's new mic. Ooh, got that crisp, crisp audio. We're upgrading people. Upgrades. Making big, big changes. Speaking of big changes, I think uh, you guys already can tell uh, we got a new logo. I mean, God, it's it's beautiful, don't you think? We incorporate yeah. the gavel. The I gavel's still there, though. <laughs> what I, I really like it. I feel like it's like simple, but like still kind of like it's got some like little hidden gems and some little you know all of that in it. I feel like that's what makes a good logo, right? I think we just got everything. Uh, we have in there it's like you know we we have our judgment still there we have our name obviously uh the sports that we're talking about god it's just it's such a it's such a beautiful logo. it's very beautiful but i already missed the 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 cracked gaggle or whoa gavel oh my <laughs> god that thing was legendary don't worry we'll sell uh we'll sell our merch with the uh, <laughs> old gavel on it. and yes <laughs> yes for you guys worried about the merch yes the merch is on the way yeah, don't worry right. about it. It's like We're a throwback, it... throwback uniforms, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we ever drop on like a Thursday episode or something, and you know, like a Thursday night football episode, we'll wear some. We'll put the old logo the back on returns. it. returns. Because just to match the the game level. Imagine that thing blown up on a shirt. It's already uh, very pixelated. Just just you guys just tell. ironed on. It's not even good. It's just the iron on print. Oh. Can't even God, tell what dude. it is. The print's got to have the pex- pixels all High over High school it, field though. trip type shirt, dude. That's goaded. Yeah. You guys didn't know, fun fact, before we really get into this, uh, Gav was named after the Gav- Gavel. And- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't know yeah. that, fun fact. Yeah. I'll lay the hammer we based down. The whole, we based the whole identity of Sports Council around uh, Gav's name. That's the thing. My name is actually Gavel. Yeah. <laughs> Gavel delusional. <laughs> well All right. let's get into it then man we are really really back aren't we and it's already august so oh man that means fantasy football i mean the season technically starts in september but that doesn't mean anything for fantasy football your season starts right now because if you're already not preparing you're not already mock drafting doing all that stuff you're already behind so you know we're already here to get this out for you we're going to be doing like three, four parts of our draft primer. 
It's going to be running backs today. It's going to be wide receivers and quarterbacks and tight ends later. We'll do a mock draft or two probably. But, you know, right now we're going to cover the running backs. And, I mean, last year we were pretty set. We Last year we had a defined draft strategy. We're all like, you know, draft a running back first. And we named all these things. You can obviously listen to last year's podcast about that and then just completely ignore it because, I mean, the philosophy has basically changed because all of us did not have uh, the most ideal seasons, to say the least, when it came to drafting running backs. So, you know, just to pose a question, just this overarching question that I'm sure any seasoned fantasy football player already knows, and then anybody who's new should probably know, should you draft a running back still in the first round of your fantasy football draft? Is it still that important? Well, I think, well, obviously, it's every every draft is kind of situational based if McCaffrey's there at the seventh pick no shit take him right don't <laughs> overthink it but then also it comes down to like if you got the second pick and now you're picking between McCaffrey or Austin Eckler and maybe Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase then there's like kind of like you know your question becomes more relevant personally I've had very very low success I feel like with the running back heavy strategy I know last year we were all kind of definitively on the same page of like you got to have your two running backs in three rounds or even just your first two picks be running backs. I'm almost ready to do a full 180 on that. Like, I feel like I feel like I only need one out of my first four to three picks, depending on where I'm picking, to be a running back, and I'll be all right. And most likely, it's not going to be in the first round because there's just so much, like, difference-making wide receivers that are available. We're obviously going to have our wide receiver primary episode later. But mm-hmm. and just there's a value on receivers and the amount of passing there is. It's kind of like you know, fantasy football is supposed to be kind of made up in my fantasy sense, but it obviously is based off the real football. And real football, if you've been under a rock or something, running backs are kind of going out of style right now. So you don't want to be the one that tries to like, oh no, running backs are still valuable, and I should still get two running backs. So, you know, kind of like I feel like the same type of a. Uh, methodology kind of works in fantasy and i've been really big on like doing my mocks this year about quantity over quality for running back this year um because there's just you don't know who's gonna get hurt who's gonna be out who goes where you know like just taking flyers on people actually might pay more dividends in this eighth and ninth round and getting running backs whereas like the first two four four rounds maybe you get two three good receivers a good tight end we know how much that how that important that is and stuff like you're just strengthening your team and i'm sure these are what the nfl gms are telling themselves too when they don't pay these running backs right like the team is just getting better and we don't need the running back as much right that that aspect of our team our assets can go elsewhere i think the same idea applies here in fantasy football right i don't see why it wouldn't no nah, man, I'm I still I'm a star, I'm still a strong believer in maybe not going r- running back running back anymore. I feel like those days are over. You definitely have to go running back wide receiver, but I mean it's just tough when you get like out of the third round to find a good running back that you can rely. Be like you can just you'll just after the third round you just have a running back there that will either get you a touchdown or he won't but if i can get reliable like yards every game and at least a touchdown i'm still opting for running back first and then i'm going to switch this year to probably wide receiver second round i still value running backs more at least the top like i would say like cmc austin eckler uh like 
I guess Bijan, I don't know. And then like, for sure, uh, Nick Chubb. And like, those guys would be like, if I could get them, I'd, I'd choose them first, first round. Really? Yeah, I think so too. But like, if you were like number one pick, I'd probably choose Jeddah. Right. So, okay. yeah, you I'm there. Like, Jeddah's the only person that I would like definitively choose out of the first round if I could. Wow. I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I'm just looking at like, let's say, take for example, right? Our last year's Sports Council League, right? We went McCaffrey, Taylor, Eckler, Henry. Maybe you could say CMC and Eckler were worth their value. You easily say Taylor and Henry were misses, right? And then there was yeah. Kamara in the first round, easy miss. There was Joe Mixon, and he had a good season. Swift in the end of the first, dog shit. Terrible. Like Saquon was okay. You could re- you say that redeems that Swift pick, right? But then Fournette. Yeah. But like, look at the receivers, and then you tell me which ones out of those failed. Cooper Cup. Oh, no, that's uh, well, Cooper Cup was a fail. Like we could take that, but Adams. Jefferson, Diggs, Chase, it was even let's say someone like Debo that was a little hurt, I feel like still can carry more value for you. CD, Tyreek, Mike Evans, like these guys are, I feel like AJ Brown, like these guys are going to be more reliable for you. And then this year you're going to get someone that's going to be able to get you 24, 20 to 25 points consistently because that's what the best receivers are doing. The best running backs are still only barely hitting that 20 mark, I feel like nowadays. And the ones that are, are getting there consistently is because they're pass catchers like Austin Eckler and stuff, right? Yeah, it's just it's just how thin because like again, wide receivers. There is always going to be a wide receiver that pop off. I feel like the wide receivers nowadays, because the game is changing to like more aired out. I feel like the the wide receivers go deeper now in in strength because like you can make up the difference with like two mid wide receivers like sixth fifth round. But like that running back, dude. As soon as you're out of like the the first, and then maybe like the second round, like a depending if you're like 12 man 10 man like that that 12 and 14 pick dude it's over like unless you guys are all picking wide receivers there's gonna be no running backs that like you can actually like be like i'm i'm 100 like you're not you're you're not telling me that christian mccaffrey has really dropped off for you that much he was complaining but like He's, he's still, still a, a top good three pick. He's still a top yeah. three pick, right? But no, my point is, and maybe Matt, you kind of be the deal or the tiebreaker as per usual. Me and Gaver on the opposite sides here, <laughs> but um, like, would you would you not say that wide receivers have a safer floor and the value between? I would say. Like, if you take an account for injuries, I'm not saying a certain individual is more likely to get hurt, but a position group you can say is more likely to get hurt than the other position group, right? I feel like it's safe to say that the higher floor in terms of week-to-week points, because like you said, it's a passing league, and and you throw in the fact that injuries are a thing, and we just saw Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor get hurt last year. Like, anybody can get hurt. You know what I mean? We know CMC gets hurt. We know maybe Eckler is like the last lone healthy running back, but like... Even then, he's always getting banged up, right? But it's just like, I don't know. I feel like like Jefferson's, you know, knock on wood, hasn't got really an injury knock like on wood, that. Jesus. Yeah, knock on wood. You know, there's receivers just stay healthier is my point. And, you know, now that I say this, every receiver is going to get hurt this year, but. <laughs> <laughs> he's jinxing it. I, I, now I get yeah, your point, okay, though. Again. Okay. I think. I think the reliability, like availability, I don't know if that I, I haven't obviously done research of like 
how many injuries a wide receiver averages versus a running back. I mean, obviously, <laughs> you know, injuries can affect, you know, I think injuries affect both sides. Obviously, McCaffrey can get hurt. Derrick Henry had a season-ending injury uh, two years ago, right? But, you know, Bastard. you also have to factor in, like, Michael Thomas has basically never shown up again since COVID, right? Like, it's just... It doesn't matter. Like I feel like wide receiver, obviously running back's a more p- punishing position, but I don't think, um, I mean, I just don't know enough about the injury concerns to make a decision about, you know, drafting a running back just in the first round. Like back to the question of the first round running back though, like I looked at the top five um, running back performances last year, like averages and then versus the wide receiver averages. Running backs actually still averaged, the top five running backs averaged at least a point more right now than the top five wide receivers so they're still good when do you, you know who the top five, five do you know who the top five running backs were do you have that available with you yes so i believe they are eckler mccaffrey jacobs henry and barkley i mean see those guys fairness, were like t- yeah picks. in fairness those guys were high picks four out of those five of those yeah. guys were high picks so and I mean, that's what i'm saying you and then just... okay and then the top five for wide receivers were jefferson Devonte, tyreek uh, Stephon Diggs and AJ Brown. Right? That couldn't be more easier to predict, other than maybe AJ Brown. Exactly. But yeah, that's but, what I'm saying. Like, though, that's why it's so high value because they're they're reliable, and the drop off is steep. After they're kind of like tight ends, they're turning into tight ends, bro. You kind because they're gonna fill up a spot. You might not want to put running backs in your flex anymore, like I used to do. Like I used to go heavy, three deep. I 100 percent agree with that. Yeah. I think we we talked about that. I think multiple times last year, where I think you said Matt. I think you had a stat last year saying that flexes you have a higher chance that your wide receivers gonna be getting you more points out of the flex position than a running back. Exactly. So I agree with you on that. But but okay, the strategy then I would propose here is that last year I think we were very dead set on getting a running back first, right? Because we said the mm-hmm. rarity of the position, there's only 32 starters versus 64 starters in, um, at wide receiver, right? So you have two wide receivers opposite ends, right? So obviously mm-hmm. you could say, oh, I could get a Brandon Ayuk if I missed out on a Debo Samuel, right? But you can only get one Christian McCaffrey, right? And that was kind of our mentality. I think now I'm not, like, I'm, again, obviously, um, I'm straddling in the middle, right? I'm kind of the middle ground between you two right now. And, you know, <laughs> I would say, like, I'm employing a strategy of saying, you know, if I don't get one of those top five backs that I think are going to be in the top five, there are 10 picks probably in your league, uh, maybe even 12, maybe even 14 if you're really, you know, crazy in your league and you have like 14 teams. It's a lot. <laughs> you, that means you have five running backs and five wide receivers, right? That will probably be your kind of playmakers. So if I'm not getting those top five running backs, which I believe are like McCaffrey, uh, Eckler, Henry, Chubb, right, or Barkley, right? Then, you know, I'm I'm just saying, okay, I'm like punt the position. I go Kelsey, I go Jefferson, like because you shouldn't stay so steadfast to it this time. Like last year, I picked up uh, DeAndre Swift, right, when I was like in the tenth pick because I had to get a running back. I was gonna go for a running back, and then I think I uh, doubled down in the beginning of the second round, and I chose Joe Mixon, right, because yeah. again I had to get a running. God, back, that's nasty. Right? Yeah, and that's terrible. I could, probably could have had like AJ Brown, right? He was probably in that range. I think Tyreek was probably in that range because of the uncertainty of uh, when he first got to Miami. But I think nowadays, like, um, you should just—it's just a matter of being more flexible. You have to kind of zig when your league mates zag because if there's a huge run on running backs, don't just take the sixth best running back because you have to get a running back. 
right now. I think that it's become a lot more flexible, especially in PPR leagues where any running back can actually be viable now because each reception is, you know, a point, right? So then you can have guys like maybe like Eli Mitchell, right? Or uh, one of the random Dolphins running backs. I don't know their names right now, right? Uh, if Dalvin Cook goes Mostert, to New York, it's going to be Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook no. in a shared backfield, and that would kill everybody. But, you Brees. know, that means both of them are viable. Don't do, don't do Brees like that. Right? Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, right? So it's just like, I think that nowadays, like, you could just say, okay, I'm I'm just going to go with the wide receiver now, and then it's just easier. Like, just just be aware of how many are on the board for each one, and don't be so... Uh, stubborn i think when it comes to running backs i think i definitely feel like fantasy got harder because of this shift like you you can't just guarantee okay i'm gonna pick this guy you have to strategize now you have to really you have to do mock drafts to understand what you're gonna get at what position or like at what time i would also i would also preface with that like mocks are very helpful but you need to understand what you're getting out of the mock and i feel like people just mock draft to just like you know fuck around and click the buttons and have a team but it's more about strategies and like I think what was even like the second like kind of goes in within the strategy is like tiers because like you might have what kind of Matt is saying is like a tier one running back but yeah. a tier two wide receiver and by basis of that obviously take the guy who's in the higher tier right um, and that would be even more helpful I know it's a lot to ask but if you're really you know if you're listening to us, you're here to win your league, right? And we're going to give you that information. Might be a little bit of work to do, but I feel like what's very helpful this year is like, okay, have your group of three people. For me, like I have my first tier of players is Jamar Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, or Jamar Chase, Jamar, Justin Jefferson, and Christian McCaffrey. They're like my undebatable top three. And then there's like a group of second tier guys. And I just kind of have like a general idea is like, hey, these guys I would take here and these guys are like my tier players, you know? So this is my second tier, this is my third tier. And then I kind of base off my drafts off that this year. So like if I have the third pick and Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase are going to go, like Matt said, I'm not going to force the wide receiver because I still have someone in my tier one who's McCaffrey, right? So why would I step down to tier two and get like a Cooper Cup when I could still get a tier one guy? That's kind of feel like what you need to be doing with your mocks is like, hey, am I willing to like, pass up on a position i'd rather have for a player that i have in a higher tier and i expect to do better and that's obviously you know it's kind of betting on your own opinion in that sense but like you know that's the whole point of fantasy is like do you know ball right like we got to figure that out yeah and in terms of um kind of more of the strategy now a days i think the strategy became more not position based but just a lot more talent-based, especially now when you have PPR leagues, which uh, if you aren't aware, it's points per reception, right? So it kind of equalized wide receivers and running backs on the same tier. Crazy enough, it used to be, yeah, it's like 20 carries for a running back, and then you can get that many, like if you can get 20 carries, five, like three to five yards per carry, like that's instant money, right? But now when you have wide receivers, they can get like Maybe six receptions for eighty-five yards. So I mean, annoying, dude. They'll just yeah. get a dink. Oh, it, it's it still pisses me off to think about it. But crazy enough, in PPR, the the top um, like performer outside of QBs, because obviously QBs like they're gonna get the most points, um, was Austin Eckler, dude, at running back, right? After that was Justin Jefferson, and then Christian McCaffrey. So I guess just so that me and G are on good terms, like I would only go like pass catching running backs who can also run hard like in ppr 
you know. So what about like a guy like well, everyone Chubb? wants that man? What about like well, no? A guy but like that, that's what I'm saying. Like you're not taking Chubb in the first. Uh, that's just my personal preference. I, I like Chubb, and he's a. I think he's a great running back. Um, but because Hunt is has Hunt still there? Kareem? No, no. Mm, maybe they might work him as a a pass catcher now, but I don't know. Think, it's tough. I think the real question you should be asking, honestly, like if we're gonna get even more specific, is that tier one versus tier one. You're at pick three, and you have yeah. Jamar Chase or Austin Eckler. Like that's the decision I've been facing in a lot of mock drafts. Yeah. When I'm at pick three. Do I take Jamar Chase or Austin Eckler? Right. And, and, and that's just a matter of personal preference. Yeah. Like, at that point, you you can't go wrong with either one. I would still feel like you would choose Austin Eckler. Because but that's know, also he, he where everything. that's you also have to look maybe, at the talent. But that's also where you got at the point where you've mocked enough to where like you know if at the third pick you take Eckler, there's only going to be like Garrett Wilson and Waddle left, and you could take that. But whereas if you go Chase and you come back and look at the running backs, all that's left is like I don't know who's left at that point. But you you get what I'm trying to say. It's like you got to be able yeah. to understand what's going to be coming back around to you. Especially based off if you're like on one of the swings, if you're in like the one, two, or three, and then you're if you're in like the uh, 10, 11, 12, or something like that, and then you know, like, okay, the guy behind me is about to take, like, he already took a wide receiver, so he's probably not doubling down. Or if you took a running back, he's definitely not taking two running backs right now, or something like that, where you got to start figuring out, like, kind of probability of what the other person in front of you is taking, right? So you got to take mm-hmm. in all of that account, especially if you're like at the your second pick of your two picks, and now you're not going to pick for 15 positions, like, Okay, maybe I can, you know, sacrifice the receiver because by the time running backs come in, that's me three more tiers down and running back, right? Because it's really that quick for running backs. In ten picks, you could probably go through two tiers worth of running backs, right? So, yeah, I guess we can all agree that, that it's going to take a lot of research yeah. this year, more it's, than I any. Think, year. I think it's a matter of also just you just have to know your. Uh, it's more about not knowing, not caring about positions. It's about caring about the players and then caring about the teams that you're drafting with. Because obviously ADP is going to help n- tell you where these players are expected to be. But also if you have league mates who are like, oh, I love Austin Eckler, right? Or for some reason there's, some, there's a Joe Mixon fan out there, right? Then they're going to pick him, <laughs> right? Like, you know, you gotta, you kind of have to know your league mates and like how they draft. Like, again, if you were in a league with us, um, you know, we probably would have all drafted running backs, right? So you would probably, you know, zig when we zag, right? And then get like Justin Jefferson or whatever, or like any kind of wide receivers because you know they're going to be there. And, you know, or you just go w- along with all of us and you pick a running back because you know that we're all going to pick running backs and you're going to be left with nothing, right? The mind games, the mind games. Now, fuck so the running backs. Yeah. Call me Jim Irsay. <laughs> strategy Jim, call me Jim Irsay. I ain't getting no Come damn on. running back. No, I'm for sure. Yeah. <laughs> if I was going to give you a real thumb, top five, choose a running back. If you have a top five pick, if you have after that, wide receiver. I don't know. I don't like that. that I shit. think that's a I don't safe. Like that I shot. think it's no. safe. If I got a top five pick, or even a top if three I'm pick, gonna I'm, give I'm walking out of there with Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. Yeah, what, what, if what if you're five? What if I'm five? What if I'm five and it's like Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, Nick Chubb, and Derrick Henry all let go? They're all. They're all. What and then Christian McCaffrey. Justin Jefferson's still there? Yeah, so exactly. What the fuck? Wait, ju- exactly. no, no, so, no. So if it's no. top five, right? You said just go with the running back. You're gonna you t- wait. So you, the situation is all four of the court running backs that I wanted to pick are gone. Yeah. Oh, I'm picking JJ. <laughs> yeah, see, there you go. See, just be. Yeah, you gotta be flexible, right? Well, who's retar- Who's who's who's? Well, 
Okay, I wasn't. Who's dumb enough to do that, though? <laughs> Jesus. Who's dumb enough uh, to do back. that? Okay. <laughs> Feels good to be back, right? I know, right? Oh God, the Wiggles. Okay. I mean, well, I've... let's 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 talk about who we actually believe is going to be the running back one here, because like we can talk about all about you know pick a top five running back, but you know, give me a name, guys. Like because I'm sure our listeners are begging for us to give them the answer to this year, right? Because uh, we know everything, they know nothing, and that's why they're listening, right? I mean, ideally, like I feel like everybody's right answer should be Christian McCaffrey, right? That's my answer. I feel like he plays <laughs> fifteen games, sixteen games. It's it's his. You know, that's that's slight work, especially with I don't know what the fuck the Niners are doing at quarterback. We'll save that for another day. But <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna give the ball to Christian McCaffrey. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I can He's see the vision. A lot of touches. I can see the vision. Like they have one of the dude. I could have sworn I saw like they have like a top five easiest schedule. The Niners? Are you serious? So they play the Cardinals and the Rams twice. Screw that shit up, dude. We you don't know us. We always like we always suck in the first five weeks. And we Last year you guys advantage. lost the Falcons. We lost to the Russell Wilson Broncos. Oh, the Bears. The Bears had the first overall pick, remember? Well, that's because you were still starting. Um, you weren't starting Brock Purdy. That's the reason. No, it's because it's a monsoon. Oh. Trey did, okay. Trey did nothing wrong. Mm. <laughs> so are you guys going to not go with CMC? you guys have no. any other names in mind? Dude, I'm going Eckler, baby. Bro has something to prove out there only because he, you know, I, I hope they don't franchise tag him. Wait, they can't. Never mind. Either way. Um, Austin Eckler is definitely my pick because, I mean, they upgraded their line with uh, the Chargers upgraded their line with like the Nicholas Williams signing, and he was already good last year. I already told you in PPR he was like the top rated player, so he's golden, what? man. He can do you everything. Think Kellen Moore is gonna help. Yes. Why wouldn't it? No, man. Yeah, I mean. Eckler, CMC, obviously you guys picked the two of the top three running backs in the uh, draft. Pretty I easy. Mean, in the big board right there. I mean, I'm going to go a little bit out of, uh, you know, left field maybe. I'm calling my shot right now. I guess I'll be the Nando of uh, today's podcast. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, I'm taking B. John Robinson oh, my in the God. first round. Oh, wow. That's Anywhere that's where I'm like, if I'm like in five to eight right there. Yeah, it's Bijan, baby. Because, Bro, that division look, is crazy. Yeah, that division is terrible, right? That division is terrible. Bijan Robinson, if you haven't seen him in college football, he's the truth. He's not only like just incredibly physically opposing, imposing, and he can truck dudes. He's just he's a man out there. But I think people <laughs> underestimate how good of a pass catcher he could be, right? I think he could also be, a, you know, I think he could be. Because when you have a running back, especially in fantasy football, we talked about PPR kind of leveling the playing field with the wide receivers and running backs. But now think about running backs who can also catch passes, right? So then you already add the standard, you know, 10 to 12 points you get, I don't know, from, you know, rushing. And then you get, you know, additional like maybe two or three dump offs and receptions for yards. That's a game changer. And that's exactly why, you know, G said CMC because he's a pass catcher. Gav said Eckler, he's also a pass catcher, right? I think Bijan's going to be a pass catcher for Atlanta, especially, you know, I don't even know 
what's going on in that offense, right? You got Desmond <laughs> Ritter at quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, I, I have a feeling he's gonna he's gonna have to dump it off a lot, and <laughs> you know the offensive line is elite, I think, and I think Arthur Smith knows what to do with a physically you know dominant back like Bijan Robinson. You forget that Arthur Smith was the offensive coordinator what for about, Derrick Henry, right? What about Patterson, dude? Cordero? Yeah. Hey, it was, gonna ride, man. it was a fun <laughs> ride, man. Um, it was a fun ride. I appreciate everything Come on, he did, don't man. About Algier. I don't oh, know yeah, how old dude. he is. Tyler. I think that, you know, basically when a team has a late round running back, they basically treat him like garbage. Like, they straight up just don't <laughs> they like throw they him don't into the wall, anymore. bro. Because Algier was good. I'll admit it as much. But, I mean, they drafted Bijan Robinson at what, like eighth overall? You're yeah. not going to, you know, split carries with a top 10 running back, right? Unless you're like just incredibly like incompetent. My, my thing which, is, you know, Arthur Smith is. is I, I definitely I definitely agree with you in terms of his talent. Bijan mm-hmm. is him, and I 100% agree. Uh, but the only issue I have is I feel like there's very few rookie running backs that just hit right away. Obviously, there's Zeke, I think Saquon. You are the first two that come to the top of my head. But I just feel like everything has to go perfectly, and it's Atlanta Falcons. It's just not going to go perfectly. And That's I exactly don't... why I think that Bijan. I am literally saying right now that Bijan Robinson's going to have a Saquon rookie year. That's what I think he's going to do. I, dude, I yeah, bet right he's now. like RB two, but like I don't think. That's because crazy. I think like because what else are they going to do out there, right? We know that Kyle Pitts and Drake London are out there, but we also know that they don't use them. So it's just like, and you so, have well, a quarterback so who's not let's, very we good. We might, right? we don't Desmond know. Ritter, Ritter, right? Ritter is definitely like, if I don't want to say like better than Mariota, but he's gonna throw the ball better than Mariota because Mariota cannot fucking throw the ball. <laughs> we he's don't know that. We have no, idea. no, 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 no. <laughs> no, but they I have Heineken the now, dude, too. So, but it's also that you could also say that Ritter also knows how to throw it better, and he can also check it down to Bijan. I feel like when you have a guy like Bijan Robinson, like you're not. There's no way Arthur Smith isn't going to use him like he didn't with Kyle Pitts and Drake London because those guys are dependent on the quarterback, right? You don't have to depend on the quarterback. And guess what? I'm pretty sure, like, what? Algier got so many carries last year. The Falcons love to run and run the ball. That's exactly why Kyle Pitts and Drake London became useless because they literally never ran the ball. Obviously, they had Mariota, right? So they didn't want to run the ball. I feel like, like it's a little bit of a different offense now. I, I agree think with that, you. I think it's yeah, more I agree with you though. People Bijan though. I think that's a good pick. I don't feel like I can. I would take him over almost like eighty five percent of the NFL right now. Ninety mm-hmm. percent of them. So yeah. I'm I'm just calling understand. my shot. I mean, I feel like because when you have the running back one, I feel like I feel like when you are the running back one in a certain year, you're not the running back one the next year. I think Austin Eckler. I don't know if he was running back one. Bro, two he was cold ago. two years ago. I think he won me a championship. He was good. He was good two years ago. I don't know if he was the running back one. I don't remember. But I do you think that he's going to, even if he was in the last two years, do you think he's going to do it for a third time? Like, that's, uh, dude. that's concerning to me, right? That's a lot to ask for. That's like, that's like Le'Veon Bell levels of uh, dominance. Well, don't compare no Le'Veon Bell to Austin Eckler, bro. Okay, he's not going to. He at least came to the. <laughs> he's and not the holding is, out. Like, I remember hearing, like, reading why Austin Eckler was so good. Remember last year I said Austin Eckler was not going to be good, and he obviously was good. But, you know, it's because I said that he wouldn't get as many goal line carries as he did last uh, the year before that, 
and he got those carries again, obviously. But it's because, I mean, Keenan Allen was hurt, Mike Williams was hurt, uh, everyone was we don't, hurt, right? And the so offense coordinator. We still don't know that, dude. Him and him and Herbert have a connection, bro. But this year, you know, they have Mike Williams and Keenan Allen back. They added Quentin Johnston. They have a new offensive coordinator. Like, I feel like he's not going to get as many uh, red zone carries. Oh, I said this last year, but, you know, eventually I'm going to be right. <laughs> uh, speak it into existence. Speak it, speak it into eventually, existence. Eventually he's going to retire. And he's gonna just, right. just, make that right. same, just make that same take every year for, for I the like Max Miller and, and, and the self, like right. Like when I said right when I said that I was like oh man is it 2022, man. But no, no this is I mean year. okay definitely, I want to make this a little bit harder. I I want to make this a little bit harder for us here. We all picked running backs who are kind of top five in ADP. Let's say non top ten ish running back. Who do you guys have that you guys could think could be RB one? Because what about like someone coming out more out of the blue? Not non top ten. Yeah, and I, oh I, would, my God. I would say, like, for me, it's, like, a little biased, but I think Najee, I, I think yeah. he's, like, right yeah. there. I knew it was right <laughs> at that top Come 10. On. I, I got some great reasoning, which I'm going to put on display for you guys right now. Yeah. Well, no, but that helps because we just run the we run an offense that's, like, made for 1980s. But nonetheless, that also does help. Our offensive coordinator loves to run the ball. Mike Thomas loves to run, love to run the ball. And, but he's also not starting the season with the metal plate in his foot. That does help. And I think you'll be able to see the last like eight games of Najee starting from the season. Now, whether he can keep that up for 16 games, I don't see why not. Um, and when we talk about running back ones, I'm going to keep it brief here. They, we need pass catchings. He can pass catch. He almost had like 50, 60 catches his first rookie year. Last year was more of a run, running-based thing, but the offense last year was just kind of all over the place. Um, he did, towards the end of the season, get more production in terms of passing. So he, I honestly think, can do it all, and and that's what we want. He's going to get a lot of touchdowns as well. I can see him kind of maybe taking on a bigger role as the offense grows and there's longer sustained drives and those are going to be sustained through like Pickett and him and I think that's kind of just going to work in his advantage out of everything that happened this offseason you picked up a left half full that's like a like a you know get in someone's face and get him out the way right he's less of a pass protector you got a tight end that's known for run blocking and he's six eight and he also played with the left tackle and all they did was block and were great at it so it's, I feel like what they're trying to do is just really going to establish Najee. As long as he can stay healthy, I think he's a great shot for RB1. Are you done sucking your team off? Why don't you talk about your running backs or your good players on offense? Well, look, listen, Other- Ramondre is not going to be good, dude. We're not going to be that great, okay? I, we, we need, bro, we have Juju as our, okay, yes. <laughs> we have Juju as our wide receiver one, bro, kill me. We didn't get D-Hop, kill me. I mean, not gonna get Dalvin. You guys keep buying. We're definitely not him, gonna bro. get Dalvin. Like I don't even want Dalvin. I hope okay? you guys get Dalvin. No, I hope you guys we... get Zeke too. Kill... That's dude, what you guys need. No, uh, RB one. If, if we get Zeke, I guarantee you, Bill is gonna get fired. He's gonna get fired. He's yeah. already on the hot seat. <laughs> He's already on the hot seat, dude. We so, haven't so made the your guys in forever. Pick? What are you guys to pick for this uh, little subcategory of RB one? I don't have a. I have a pick. It's a little bit out of left field, but I, I mean, I, I might as well say it. Um, I mean, two words, right? Contract year. And I think that my new methodology when it comes to drafting running backs is, one, keep it young, right? I don't want to see any running backs at 29 or 30 
because they are going to break down. And two, you know, I want to look for a guy who's ready to prove himself, right? He needs to prove himself because he wants to get paid, and we know that the running backs want to get paid. We'll talk about that later. But so I'm looking for basically a guy who's coming off his rookie deal and, you know, he is in like that contract year. That means he's young. He wants to prove himself. And I'm looking for an uncrowded backfield, relatively speaking. Bro, if you choose the person I'm... It's Cam Akers. Oh, right? yeah. what the fuck? I can't believe it. That was Look, not worth I didn't. I didn't like Cam Akers last year. I was really low on him. Obviously, he tore his fucking Achilles, right? So, like, I... But the only issue with that is because, like, I don't think any running backs with a significant, like, leg injury, Achilles or ACL or whatnot, ever really recover in their first year, right? We saw that with, um, who did we see that with? Well, we saw it with my boy, James, the Flames, RB1 season, who came off an Achilles tear. He looked great for a couple games, but then he completely kind of fell off. Uh, J.K. Dobbins tore his ACL the year before. He wasn't very good last year. And then Cam Akers, he tore his Achilles. And then he was a little bit uneven to kind of start the season, obviously. Like, I think he came back really uh, late the prior year. And then he kind of tried to get it going in that season. And it just didn't work out. But I think near the end of the season, he was kind of like the RB4 overall. He was in that. Uh, I remember talking about like him as our starts of the week, right? Like, mm-hmm. he was really dominant in that last stretch. And I think he's going to carry forward that momentum now. I think that the Rams got a little better on the offensive line. I think that, you know, we talked about the Rams before. They used to have a lead back with Todd Gurley. I think Sean McVay obviously is a good offensive mind, and he's going to know how to use a running back. I can't name a single other Ram running back on the roster right now. <laughs> so I think his his position is relatively set, and I think he wants to prove himself in a contract year. And I think, again, players get better after a year after they had their significant near tear, knee tear. So first of all, that also means, in other standards, Brees Hall is off my list. Um, Javante Williams is off my list because they both had, uh, what, ACL tears? Yeah. 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 They do not draft for me. Damn. <sighs> Man, I was going to choose Javante. I really don't know who to pick. I was going to say just Javante because... I mean, the O-line is great, kind of underrated, I feel like. They have Sean Payton now as their head coach, so it can only get better. And he was already on a tear last year. Some people do come back. Bruh, AP? Yeah, you're talking about That'd Adrian Peterson, the, one of the <laughs> best running backs of all time. <laughs> well, Javante, definitely my guy. Oh, man. Uh, I know they have a... Yeah, I'll just choose Javante. I really don't know who else. I don't have a, a good... Um, I, I don't have a good pick. How about how about Damian Harris? Shut he's, up, he's bro. He's plenty low. No. No, no one from my, no one from or associated with the Patriots will do good this season. <laughs> That's yeah, an okay. amen to that. I, I, I'm on a doom. I'm on a doomsday just, again. You don't, you don't really like the Patriots this year, huh? No, we, I, 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 I've never yeah, met yeah, anybody. By the Jets. Oh man. <sighs> Uh, no, we're going to go 2 0, but we're going to lose every other game. That's going to be crazy. He's getting swept by the Jets, bro. That's like Ch- a new Dude, low. chill. Those are the only two games we will win. Yeah. Everything else is a total loss. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. It would have been well, Jameer Gibbs, too, if it wasn't for Demo. God, idiot. 
I, I the only reason why I didn't pick Jameer Gibbs as a running back one, like straight up, is because I picked DeAndre Swift as a riser last year, and then like I don't know what the Lions are doing. So like I don't I don't know what they're doing. I can't pick him as like a top five back because I like they're I'm probably gonna be good. Very suspect, but but Swift had issues, dude. He was like he, he was. I think they just didn't like him. Personally. I think he he's so so uh what's the word, dude? He's also so timid. Prone. Yeah, yeah injury prone. Uh, a lot of times he had no confidence, dude. That's what it was. I don't know. You gotta I don't, jump I out really the don't think they liked him. I think they're just probably. Yeah, Jamal they straight up Williams didn't like him. and yeah. Dan Campbell probably fucking yelled at each other until they can <laughs> yell at each other and like, I want to give you carries. I want the carries. I want to give you carries. Bro, they were hyping up during the um, what's that one TV show called? Um, Hard, Knocks. Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks. They were hyping he, him up. I thought they hated him in Hard Knocks. Oh really? I okay maybe. I, I thought it was remember. just tough love. I remember Jamal Williams being a standout in Hard Knocks, and guess what? Yeah, he was great. See, Jamal Williams had a good season. So, yeah, maybe he'll be RB one. <laughs> that'd be that'd he's be my New Orleans, right? <laughs> that's maybe he's the army with it. Uh, well, oh, ridiculous alright well let's do a little bit more of these uh, draft comparisons here uh, we're going to play a little segment here called RB versus and we're just going to pick two guys relatively in the same draft here and we're just going to pick one of the guys over the other like it's just a matter of personal preference maybe we'll explain a little bit why we chose one guy compared to the other. But, I mean, when it comes to these decisions, like you're in the sixth round, and you're really kind of debating, oh, should I go DeAndre Swift or, like, Cam Akers, right? Like, you got to kind of understand really quickly in that minute and a half, okay, what's the situation? Why do I like him? Why wouldn't I like him? Right? And then you have to make your choice. Yeah. So we're Mm going to give some uh, reasoning here. Let's do Um, it. Yeah. Okay, let's do the first one here. This one I feel like is a no-brainer. This but one's an easy I'm one wrong. for me. I mean, Isaiah Pacheco from the Chiefs or James Conner? James Conner. Pacheco. What? James Conner. Oh, Bro, who can you? <laughs> dude, he got no all brainer, like huh? the he got all the uh, the the red dude. I, what did he place last year? Uh, I could have sworn he had like over I, ten uh, t- t- tutties last season, and he has okay. no one to like c- to like fight with for running okay. back. I agree uh, on that, but I literally, literally don't know how the Cardinals are going to move the ball on offense. It's through true. James Conner, bro. That man can't handle that shit, dude. <laughs> dude, <laughs> don't be cannot. disrespectful to your mans, bro. Oh my god, don't, don't be disrespectful to up. your mans. Don't dude, even do that. <laughs> see, the only reason why I know I'm going to lose this on conversation is because Matt hates James Conner. What are you talking about? I love James Conner. You're a liar. I was going to pick James Conner. Oh, okay. See. <laughs> is this, is it really that simple? When did, when did Kyler yes. tear his ACL again? Like, I'm, Dude, I'm like trying to remember. Three years exactly ago. When... No, no we did not. Bro. Oh, no. Oh, you're talking about... Ago. No, you're talking about Kyler. You said Kyler. Kyler, yeah. I think you said yes, Conner Kyler for some reason. No, I don't Kyler remember. I think it was pretty early on to the season. Well, okay, let's look at the last three games of the season for James Conner, right? Um 79 yards, 16 carries, uh, three targets for 31 yards, right? And then Bucks, um, 15 carries, 79 yards, a touchdown, 41 yards receiving, right? Denver, 16 carries for 63 yards and a touchdown, and 28 yards receiving off three receptions. So those are pretty decent numbers, right? Even without Kyler Murray. And I I'm honestly saying. think that, like, 
Kyler takes away carries, right? That's another thing to look for when you draft a running back is do they have a mobile quarterback, right? Because those mobile quarterbacks will take those carries away. That's my why maybe if you have the Chicago Bears, right, uh, Justin Fields is going to eat up all those, uh, you know, rushing yards away, right, from uh, Deonta Foreman, I believe. So, you know, I think Kyler's going to, you know, Kyler not being there is probably going to take away, you know, is probably going to give carries for James Conner as well as whoever is back there at quarterback. I have no idea who it is at this point. I think it's Colt McCoy, I hope. But, you know, he's a veteran. He should probably dump it off to James Conner a lot, right? I think maybe, also, maybe like, you yeah, guys are right. He, he's probably going to be the only guy And there's there. nobody behind yeah. him. You can't and name one person into think, the ground, right? My thing is is that running James Conner into the ground doesn't take much and then be... <laughs> <laughs> and B is I feel like Pacheco is the only thing that really scares me in Kansas City obviously Mahomes is going to do Mahomes Travis is going to drive they don't have receivers so that's always a good thing for him even though he doesn't get the most amount of catches but he still gets a couple catches a game at least um, and he's going to play himself onto the field with his pass blocking abilities um, obviously you'd rather see him pass catching but being able to just be on the field is always what you want from your running back you want a three down running back at the end of the day right um, and it's just that they're going to, I feel like they're going to want to just kind of coast into the playoffs and, and they get turned it on when the playoffs come. And it's going to be a lot easier to do that with the running backs and playing through them a little bit and a little bit less on Patrick Mahomes' shoulders. And I feel like Pacheco is, you know, capable. He's still young, less years on his body. Connor's, what, maybe five, six seasons in now? He's he's in two years. He's gonna be damn near retired. Let's be real. Like, <laughs> it might just be next year. You know, like you don't know. That's like true. it's a, I mean, bro, I am telling like, you, when you reach it's 30, just a fact. you fall off a cliff. Yeah, yeah, you do. And then he's they don't want to that, He's he's getting to that point. And it's I like a twenty five year for Leonardo DiCaprio. Pacheco's oh Pacheco's still <laughs> second year, and the only thing that scares me with the Pacheco and the Chiefs situation is like every single running back that has like talked about any type of leaving or wanting to get it traded the chiefs have been interested in so i just don't see them ending the season with just jared mckinnon and isaiah pacheco i think they're going to end up getting some type of third running back and that's going to screw everything over bro don't they still have clyde too like bro he's he's literally <laughs> non-existent bro. still no do they split carries last season anyway no they like, didn't not, bro that was no, only during the playoffs no, don't do that during, during the playoffs I don't think no, he was no, even no. active in the Super Bowl. He, no, wasn't. he wasn't. That I told yeah, you that no, was in the playoffs. They still bro. used him late, like in the later Lies games. Irrelevant. Just like just yeah, because they still, were up okay. by because they were My up only by. Issue, Look, either way, I'm not drafting these guys. The chick only had five touchdowns last year. That's the thing. So I don't know if they're going to use him in the red zone. I'm imagining his role is expanding, not diminishing. I'm imagining Connor's also role is diminishing, whereas his age health is also diminishing. I just think that Jerick McKinnon's probably going to be using the red zone more than uh, Pacheco because that's what they did. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I remember McKinnon just vultured touchdowns. Uh, yes, that's very true. But yeah. it's a new day. It's a new age. No more, <laughs> no more, no more Eric Bieniemy. We are back to Matt Nagy, guys. Uh, oh, no. Never I don't mind. know how that helps yeah, me. Hello, darkness, like, my old friends. Unanimous James Conner. All right, let's do our next matchup. Um, so this one we'll do between Jameer Gibbs and Kenneth Walker. So first-year player versus second-year player. Um, 
and I, I want to like, you know, obviously we kind of pre-planned these episodes. Walker got hurt like two days ago. So it's kind of unfortunate yeah. timing. I, I would kind of say like, let's imagine that it's not a long-term injury and he starts the season off as RB1 as we expect. Obviously, if he's not going to be RB1 as the season starts, then this is not a conversation. Bro. But now they're both sharing backfields and we don't know who the definitive goal line first and second down back is, third down back is. Maybe in Jameer Gibbs, we know he's going to be a third down and Walker, we know he's probably the first and second down and there's kind of question marks after that. So I feel like this is kind of close. I would have went freaking Kenneth Walker if he wasn't hurt. Easy. First of all, I just want to like point out, what do you guys think of like when the first thing that pops into your head when it comes to comparing these two guys, like what's the first thing that you think of in like saying, okay, it's this guy versus this guy. Is it touchdowns? Is it yards? Like, what do you think? Like, is it the offense? Is it the offensive line? Right? Like, I I I like, I I think of, I think of, for I these bum guys, I know these guys aren't bums. They're the fourth, third, and fourth round running backs you're taking, bro. If these no. guys are bums, then you no. might as well not just draft running backs, okay? I'm not towards the end, bro. I'm looking at first and second, third round. I'm thinking about opportunity. Stamp. I am literally mind in mind with you, Matt. Yeah. Like I think of opportunity. I think of Gibbs. I'm like, okay, like I realistically, we know he's getting pass catching. That's a hundred percent, and that's a big, big, big like green flag right and then walker i'm thinking like opportunity i just seen him get a boatload of opportunity last year but he already started off injured where well, this is where i would take it into a little bit of consideration and then i mean also know that they picked up uh zach charbonnet from mm-hmm. i think ucla this on the second round same place they took ken walker so they have the same level of draft capital so it's not like algier and um Bijan, right no this is two same guys um, so that kind of is like scary a little bit, but then also, like you said, O-line, I just, the Lions O-line is just something else. And I know they're going to want to run the ball and there's going to be those two, three yard touchdowns again. But then I think about like, is he really going to get that opportunity? I don't think so. Bro, I'm telling you, Jameer Gibbs has to share the backfield with David, David Montgomery. And I like David Montgomery so much that like, I, I would have to put some respect on his name and not draft Jameer Gibbs. And, you know, like, at least they know what they have in Kenneth Walker. Even though he was hurt, like, you you prefaced it saying, like, if he wasn't hurt, would I pick him? We already know he's got the kid. Like, he's got he's got the juice. He just get hurt. You yeah, know? a thousand just yards they, last year, right? Yeah, exactly. A thousand yards, nine, however, seven. I forgot how many touchdowns, but over a thousand yards. A so lot like, of touchdowns. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean. He was my- a bona fide beast already. There are two different situations here. One is the established running back, and then there's a new guy who's coming in to try and take his carries. The other is the new guy who's trying to take the carries, right? Jameer Gibbs is the new guy. Kenneth Walker is the established somehow veteran, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I could trust Pete Carroll and his um his offense. Like I, I know he loves to run. I, I know he loves to run the ball, but look, he also got uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, right? So now he has uh, three wide receivers that can be used viably. So, like, I think they will pass the ball a little bit more. And you have some uh, faith you in think wrong. now, right? But it's also the fact that, you know, last year, Rashad Penny was the guy to have in Seattle. And then Kenneth Walker was the other guy. And then guess what? Kenneth Walker took over. 
right? So I just I can't really tell what Seattle is going to do. You can I tell can't they really like tell to what Detroit's going to do either, right? Detroit's a little bit shaky, but I feel like the talent of Jameer Gibbs is eventually going to be. Well, that's more, what you told me last right? year about DeAndre Swift. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's be, Matt is he's, he's copying and pasting, dude. He's he's copying and pasting. Yeah, I don't know. It's just very Gibbs is more talented. And unless we hear otherwise, I'm pretty sure Dan Campbell doesn't hate him yet. So hmm. we need another hard knocks. Deuce Staley. Deuce Staley was the running backs coach. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, they drafted mm-hmm. him, right? I mean, they also drafted Swift. But yeah. <laughs> Matt's like, God damn it! I know what's just happening. <laughs> he just myself. keeps putting a, a foot in his mouth. He's like, Well, I can't figure it out. Okay. Thank you for a great podcast. These are the two of the most confusing backfields in the NFL easily, though. In terms yeah. of, like, you just don't know who the fuck's going to get carries. So what is it? Are we taking Gibbs or Walker? I say Walker, but you guys say Matt doesn't even know, and G's I'm on Gibbs. So. Gibbs. I'm taking I'm Gibbs. I'm on Gibbs. Oh, you're taking I'm Gibbs, on Gibbs bro. Too. I guess we're going to take Gibbs because it's two Pass catching. I think I'm taking him just because of the pass catching. I think bro. that's what it comes down for. If, I, if, defer, I defer to youth now. Anything, it's the younger guy. That's it. That's my new story. Dude, they're about the same age. I could have sworn. Yeah, but like Kenneth really Walker's still him. young. Shiny He's still 22. Rookie. He hasn't Ken, had any Kenneth NFL Walker's 22. Yet. See? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's going to be destroyed when he finds out Don't Gibbs care. is 23. You guys really uh, do not care about Demo taking some like, splint like, What about look, Zach Charbonnet this... and Kenny McIntosh taking... Bro, who the heck are you talking about, bro? Yo, Zach Charbonnet is... He's pretty good. Like he I remember him good. in UCLA. He's we don't even know... He's no scrub. Yeah. But and Demo saying, is? Like, the, the the NFL snaps, like, every time you take a carry in the NFL, it's going to wear down your body. Kenneth Walker already has a whole season of NFL snaps on his body. And obviously, <laughs> and he's also hurt, right? Jimmy Gibbs is, you know, fresh out of the plastic wrap or whatever. And, you know, he's ready. Like, he, he doesn't have a single NFL snap on him. He's ready. And Jameer Gibbs really reminds me of Alvin Kamara coming into the league where you didn't know what his rushing upside is going to be, but you knew that he's going to get a fuck ton of catches. And that's what I like. Honestly, can save your value and make you viable right away. And Ken Walker, he needs a boatload of carries. And then, like, if it's not this if it's not this main injury, it's going to be a different injury. Which you're getting so many, like, you're going to get 20 carries a game. Is that going to really last you multiple seasons on end? Maybe it lasted a rookie season, but... Is it going to last a whole another season of him like taking twenty carries, or is it more viable for Jameer Gibbs to get me five catches on and fifty yards? Like all I'm saying is that these guys are like these guys are your your flexes type. I don't think this would be a running back two. This would be so, like a running back I think one. Very you think well it could be running because, back two. because if you go well, if, two if wide receivers, de- I think yeah. It, yeah, it, it depends on if you yeah. choose G zone or mine. Yeah. Dude, I've done Gibbs, a lot of mocks where I, I, one of these two guys is my first running back off the board. Oh, and I'm okay with I'm no. okay with one of I'm them okay being with RB two. Yeah, Gibbs I'd be okay with want, the RB two. Okay, so but, so a little bit about my strategy. I like taking a running back first, like to be the main guy. I know he's going to get 15 points per game, right? The second guy I try to take based on potential, right? You could boom or bust. It's usually been bust, but you know. This is why Matt loses. <laughs> it's gonna be different this time. <laughs> what place were you last year, Matt? <laughs> we don't talk about that. Oh, okay. okay, so funny. Last one here. I think this is an interesting one here. 
Miles mm. Sanders or Alexander Madison? Madison has the right. full backfield, right? Like, I would just take him, no? Who's, Miles who's Sanders does, too. Carolina is uh, Chubba yeah, Hubbard. backfield. Chubba oh Hubbard or Hooper. Chubba Hubbard? Yeah, we don't count. Chuba. Yeah, I don't know. This is like mid or mid. I guess I'm taking Alexander Dude, I Madison because I feel I like think, he can fit. Yeah, pause for a second I, there. I'm thinking about like who's really going to fill the hole of the running back that just left their team. Like, mm-hmm. and you're He not was already gonna, decent. Like, like, I don't know what the like the Colts are going to look like. Or not the Colts, sorry. Uh, the Panthers are going to look like. They have Frank Wright and the Colts look like a shit show. So like, is that what they're going to look like? Because I don't need that. He made he made Jonathan Taylor look like God one year and then dog shit the next year. So it's like, eh, Frank Wright kind of scares me. At least with Kevin O'Connell, I know what he just did with Dalvin. And as long as Madison can stay healthy, he does seventy five percent of what Cook does. That's kind of like a pretty good, pretty good yeah. outcome, right? And I think Miles Sanders is a bum, dude. I don't think he's a good <laughs> running back. That was just the Eagles' offense. Damn, for it's for uh, real, yeah. dude. Because I had him, I had him yeah. as a- that might that might be true. <laughs> that guy is a bum, bro. I'll take I'll take Madison too. I think he's in a better offense than uh Sanders is. But just based off uh Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, right? So I think it's gonna open up the uh running game a little bit more if they have to stay out of the box. I think Panthers, I mean Bryce Young is the quarterback now, but who's on the outside? Adam Delian, right? So I don't <laughs> think like I think they're just gonna they know Miles Sanders is a you know, probably their reliable threat. So they'll probably stack the box a little bit more until Bryce Young can prove himself. Even if he can prove himself, that doesn't mean his wide receivers can prove himself. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Madison. And, you know, I'm not sold on Miles Sanders' talent either. But I wasn't really sold on Madison either. I think no, he's kind of more of a just another guy. But, you know, we'll he, see. He, he, yeah, he's a bad copy of um, Dalvin Cook. It's Yeah, it's different when you're the backups to starter now, right? Yeah. You don't know. You don't know. It's like Kenyon Drake. Remember Kenyon Drake with the Cardinals, and then oh. we drafted him in the second round. And uh, then he let us down. Yeah. Well, <sighs> one running back we haven't talked about, and I was going to talk about him as a potential RB one. It's Jonathan Taylor, but then obviously the holdout happened. He requested a trade over this weekend, and you know now his position is kind of uncertain. I mean, it's stemming from a whole kind of thing with running backs nowadays where um they're getting a little tired of getting kind of lowballed and having like honestly know, i think it's because easily. of g's guy bro seriously ruined it caused the g's end guy? who is it yeah Le'Veon. Um, yeah Le'Veon. Le'Veon. well okay this has been a thing for a while now i mean Le'Veon was one thing and you it was know, just I think so Gurley, bad Gurley is one of the i think Gurley ones, was the right? worst Gurley is, Gurley got got is also bad Gurley, no, Gurley got signed the next day. Couldn't walk. Yeah, that shit was but bad. It's just, it's a. But Le'Veon Bell started it. He was his first. It, it's a situation stemming from the fact that running backs don't get paid because the next contract, the second contract, they're already worn out from all the carries from four seasons already. So then they can't perform. They're overpaid at a certain point, so they get cut. And then the new guy, you know, when you draft a guy in the seventh round or whatever, and he looks better. Which is literally what happened with Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, right? Or what happened Eckler and Melvin Gordon, or James Conner? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like it's all it always happens, and even when they hold out, just like uh, Le'Veon did, you know, they find out that the other guy is actually pretty good and can replicate about like seventy five percent of what the other guy did. So then they just say, okay, we'll move on. Like 
it's it's a tough situation and it's caused a lot of uh you know running backs to say well i don't know what we're gonna do like what can we do we can't hold out we can't get a like we can't shorten our deals to get worn out less right so you know we've had saquon he had to re-up with the giants he signed a one-year contract i think and then he got a lot more money but it's not really um it's only just pushing it off for a year then jonathan taylor went another direction he's holding out he wants to trade you know that might be indie as well i don't know if it's just a situation with ownership as well he doesn't like uh jim ursay i mean what are your thoughts on this whole thing Dude, I feel really bad for running backs. Dude, it's horrible, man. Like, they are definitely treated horribly. I heard this thing where, like, they can't, like, franchise tag a, uh, like, an idea to solve the solutions to, like, don't franchise tag them after their contract year. Um, But I don't, I just don't understand how they could. Cause then, yeah, because then you're just going to offer a one-year deal. Yeah, and then you would just <laughs> offer the one-year deal. And I don't know. I feel I think, bad. I mean, I do definitely feel bad. But for in in this case for Jonathan Taylor, uh, I think he'll get paid. I think he's probably. Nah. I I hope he gets traded, and I hope it's like to a team at the rookie running back quarterback. Kind of you know at the end of the day, what doesn't make any sense about this whole situation with the Colts and why I don't like Ursay is because you have a rookie running back. Like who else are you paying? Quentin Nelson. Oh my bad. Like Quentin Nelson must take up so much money, right? Or <laughs> or Pittman. to a Shaq Leonard. Or Pittman's on a rookie contract. Oh, so. you oh, still DeForest Buckner. DeForest Buckner. DeForest Buckner. Oh, Buckner. But it's like, but that's not bad, bro. The Niners are paying like 19 people, including their running back. And they're still, you know, <laughs> it's like, why can't you do the same on the rookie quarterback contract? Like, it's not like your money is allocated elsewhere. So you traded Stephon Gilmore last year. And like, it's like, are you just trying to get rid of any talent that possibly remains on the Colts? And I think Ursa is just like really, really full of it. And I just, I hate like, it's just like, you know, you, 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 you just got the team from your dad. Like, you didn't do jack shit. So you're not going <laughs> to go be a douche to a guy that, like, really busted his ass for your organization two years ago, had almost 18, like, what, 1,800 yards or something crazy like that. Like, yep. let's be real here, guys. Like, come on. Like, just pay the guy. Yeah, I get that you don't want to pay him, like, $16, $20 million. And, you know, maybe that's what he's asking for. But to, like, just completely outright disrespect him like that and, you know, to do business like that. Like, if I was a free agent, I wouldn't look at the Colts and be like, yeah, let me go sign with Jim fucking Ursay. He's going to treat me well. You know, like, it's, it's just a bad look all in all. Like, you don't do bad business. You don't create enemies, you know? It's like you burned a bridge, and you just you were the one who set it on fire. So I, it's, I think it's just a bad look for the Colts. And I think, I think he'll be a great, great piece to, like, a team like the Bears who have a young rookie quarterback, like, throwing the ball. Texans if they want to get another guy I know the Dolphins are interested in every single running back alive that's breeds about the word trade and same with the Chiefs um you can always put the Bills in that conversation there's still options for him right so I think like every team could use Jonathan Taylor he's probably an upgrade to most running backs and running back fields and and, you know I think he'll get paid but will it be the 16 or something that he's looking for I don't probably not there's no way he's getting 16 million. No. Nah. Like if he gets 16 million, that's crazy and good for him. But I don't think that's gonna happen, because the only way you get paid as a running back nowadays is if you're literally Derrick Henry and like dominate everything, or you're Christian McCaffrey and you have a dual threat power within you. Like you're not just a running back because being just a running back these days is. It gets you enough. torn up, dude, right. and brain dead. 
It's not enough. Like because <laughs> brain dead. <laughs> <laughs> this imagine, listen. I like I would I, I would I would retire after the for years, bro. I'd be like, look, I'm done. But you I can't hurt. retire because you don't well, have yeah, I know you money. Can't. Right? Yeah. So it's like you your rookie deal, like it's just hard. Like the only way that you're ever gonna change the market, because I don't think that you can shorten contracts just for running backs, because then everyone's gonna demand it. And then it's gonna be a whole like But it would be the nature of do. the position. Like it's obviously shorter than every other The nature of the position is already determined by the market rates, right? That's why kickers yeah. don't get twenty million a year, right? So it's just like I mean, I I just can't think of a like a really good solution that's going to benefit like the running backs that isn't going to cause a lot of uh, ripple effects, right? I mean, you could disable the franchise tag, but I don't think that's really going to help um, unless you just make the franchise tag like really big, like 150% for running backs compared to like other positions like kicker or quarterback or whatever, right? But even then, they're only going to be like, "Oh, well, I only got sixteen million for one year, but I want more years. I want more stability." Like, I think they want but more then, security than actual like I money. I think the problem. Right? I think the problem with what you're saying with increasing the franchise tag is okay. If every team just stops signing, giving the franchise tag, now there's just even more Zeeks and Fournettes and Kareem Hunt's unavailable. There'll just be more even notable names. Like you might see like someone that has no injuries and has played just fine, like Dalvin Cook. Like exactly. It's going to be more of these type of guys that are available if you take the franchise tag out. Uh, yeah. I don't know what the actual, I don't know what the word would be, like the, the proper outcome out of this. I think maybe it could be shorter contracts, but then if it's like shorter rookie contracts, maybe they're not signed up for four, maybe like they're literally just three or two. But then they're just going to get another two or three, and then it's just at the same pace, you know? Like Yeah, what if you get paid know. less now? Now you get less years in your career because then they draft, like, oh, let me draft the next Tyler Algier, right? It's just like, because, again, any running back, right, it feels like any running back these days is able to kind of replicate performances, and that's why that's why you don't see running backs drafted in the first anymore. Definitely think it's time for them to Eckler evolve. Like, yeah, it's just, no, it's just a matter of, like, no, I think they have to become there. dynamic now. Like everyone else has changed. They get healthier. Yeah. You eat like, you know, eat better, stretch better. The running backs <laughs> just got it. <laughs> just like in better. health terms. Just be, <laughs> no, <laughs> you can do incremental things, but you guys have to be dual threats now. I'm sorry, running backs. You guys be able to catch. How hard is it to catch? And it's also the thing with the new offense, right? Like new quarterbacks. Yeah. But not only are quarterbacks, you know, it's a passing offense nowadays, but it's also the fact that quarterbacks are running more than probably ever, right? You got Lamar, yeah. you got Jalen Hurts, um, who else? Anthony Richardson is on Jonathan Taylor's team, and he's probably going to run the ball uh, more, right? So then it becomes a matter of like, you know, and then I think nowadays you don't see running backs get as many carries as they do anyway. And that's kind of an issue with yeah. football, right? That's why you want that Definitely decline, right? I think I right. saw a stat where it's like 1978 to 2010, there was about six and a half backs that had 300 carries per season. Now, in the last two years combined, it's only five, right? Oh, you, don't, oh. you don't see many carries anymore. And I think the only one who gets 20-plus carries per game consistently is Derrick Henry. And I don't think anyone else really does that anymore. So if you're not, like, a lot of other players, like quarterbacks, obviously they're paid the most, but they're expected to take every snap, right? That's why they get paid. Offensive linemen are supposed to do that, too most wide receivers as well so if you're not on the field like a hundred percent of the game it kind of gets harder to justify bro you know, know what just just 
just don't make them sign a uh, <laughs> a rookie contract, man. They should be like, yo, you gotta you gotta discuss it before you get over here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the only solution nowadays is just like just don't play running back. No, <laughs> like it's hard. Like I love like it's hard to dude. Of, running backs are definitely my favorite people. Solution. Yeah. Well, the NFL yeah, is turning that's into a, a weird thing to say. League. Yeah. They make a team. Yeah, I feel. Besides the National Flag Football League in a few years, and Fair, all linemen are going to go next, and then it's just going to be receivers, quarterbacks, tight ends, <laughs> two hand touch. <laughs> yeah, but there's just no easy solution to this. Nah. I don't think Jonathan Taylor is even going to get. If Lamar Jackson can get out, I don't know if Jonathan Taylor can get out. Do you guys think he gets traded this off season or by trade deadline? Either or. He's going to trade for Jonathan Taylor, like. I don't. I think it's too Christian much. Christian McCaffrey was like Christian McCaffrey's a dual threat, and he fit the offense in San Francisco perfectly. And even he went for maybe like a couple like seconds and thirds, and then he already had his contract. So now you're gonna have to tell me, oh, I'm gonna have to trade picks for Taylor, and you know, you know, pay him. Like, why do you make years. that sound like a bad yeah. thing? It's not a bad thing to like. The way you make it but sound I just is don't like, see oh, it. dude, you gotta but trade for a guy trade. that was don't, in People MVP don't even draft running backs anymore. Ago? People don't okay, even but draft if running backs But anymore. if you're talking about running backs that were making an impact, wasn't Jonathan Taylor two years ago just an MVP conversation? Like, yeah, but you're not on, paying for be... Jonathan Taylor two years ago. You're paying for Jonathan okay, Taylor but, in his 28 he... year, 28 to year, 29 year, 30, right? But most contracts aren't even guaranteed that far down the line. What is he right now? 23, 24? So you give him three years, 26, 27, you're cutting his ass anyways. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. I think people are overthinking it. I think part of it is just really... They're overthinking it. Like people like Ursay are oh, like way too far into the analytics and into the bullshit. It's I don't think it's that like deep into like where I you can get the man have sign him for another two years, three years, give him what twenty eight million dollars, and that's two, over two years, fourteen million dollars a year, and like in those two years he'll be perfectly fine, and then it's someone else's problem. Like why yeah, but you could also why give like I... Dalvin Cook four million dollars right now, and he'll probably be okay. No, he won't. Right? You that's not real, bro. No one's signing Dalvin Cook for four years or four, no, million, four, four million. Right? Four million. No one's signing him for four million, bro. What do you think his uh, going rate is? At least ten. Bruh. I don't know. Nah, man. dude. They don't so have you think ten million. Then he would have gotten it right now. But, but we'll yeah, I think see. that's Maybe what he's gonna sign for. Yeah, that's why he's hell old now. So whoever's gonna end up getting him is gonna have to give him like. Almost ten. I think the bare minimum he gets is like nine or eight. How much is Saquon but getting right now? Eleven. He's like eleven. Yeah, I don't know. If he only got eleven, it'll probably be like eight with. It would probably be like eight with two million dollars in incentives or something. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would pay Jonathan Tough too much for that. Right. <laughs> I would. What about like what about incentive based contracts? Like just everything's like. Is Jonathan Taylor going to accept much you that? Play? You have like a five. Because like when, when he know, base, when he then, know, right? Like, oh, I'm not going to get those carries eventually because I'm going to break down. I want, like, I think he wants financial security. So I don't know if he'll accept an incentive-based contract because he knows, like, I might not hit those incentives. Maybe just make them more reasonable. You, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think we know, but it's going to be great to see what happens. Because there's Najee, Etienne, all these other young guys that are coming up. And... and those guys are dual threats, I feel like. So, like, 
I mean, you can but, I mean, I don't know. I don't feel like their cases are much different than anybody else's. I was going to pick as... JT as my guy for this year because I thought he was in a contract situation. He's a young guy. He has proven that level before. But now with this whole contract situation, I don't think, I don't know if he sees the field with the Colts for a while. Um, I don't know. There was yeah. this video of him at training camp today walking around, and he looked like he had a back problem. I know that he said he didn't. I mean, that went up, the way he was walking around, it was just like... He Isn't he on 75. PUP right now? Yeah. No. He's on NFI no. or something. He, he's definitely no, on no, the he's, injury list. He's on the injury list, but they were going to add him to the NFI. And then... Um, but they he, he tweeted back out like, oh, I don't know about a bone back uh, it injury. Was I never reported you know, back injury. But then, like I said, the literally training camp video came out of him walking around today, and he looked like he needed a fucking cane and walker or something. <laughs> you can't, okay, you can't trust the running back's word. Remember J.K. Dobbins says he was going to be healthy week one last year with the ACL tear, and then he was on P. <laughs> like, <six weeks. laughs> like, yeah, I, I, I can't trust the guy's word anymore, especially when, you know, he wants to be healthy. I get it. But, yeah, I don't – it's hard. That's exactly why they want to get paid, right? Because it's such a grueling position. You know you don't have that many years left. You have to make the most of them now. And if you're stuck four years on a rookie contract, um, it just doesn't work. And especially now that you don't even get the first-round rookie contract, yeah, your odds are slim. What if they just increased the contracts for the first round, second round, third rounds, fourth round, fifth round, sixth round, seventh round? You do that, but you do that, then you get right back to the uh, inflation scale that you know gave Sam Bradford millions and millions for nothing, right? So, like, I don't think they want to pay rookies anymore. That's why don't why they you just have that whole scaling system? Why not just like make them negotiate a contract before they get in the league? Like, just get rid of rookie contracts for running backs only just have them sign like a nine-year contract right out of college (laughs) (laughs) you know you're you're still getting paid 16 but this is over a long time and if you if we want to gonna get nine years 36 like if we're gonna if we're gonna shove out if you're gonna hold out in your rookie season oh man i don't know (laughs) i'm not gonna play for you bro yeah i don't i'm not gonna they're gonna be like okay tyler algier come back right (laughs) it's just like at least it would give them like it's some chips again no if you have if there's so many people who could do your job i don't think you can get paid right that's the hard thing like even if you hold out let's say Bijan holds out right now tyler algiers right back in the picture right so it's just yeah that's insane well, we, I, you yeah. would just have to wait for those guys to get phased out because you already know what they have you know it, it would someone take has to get you paid. can't wait years and years <laughs> to phase out <laughs> you can't I think I think it only takes Tyler Algier Matt it only takes <laughs> it only takes about four years at most you know oh my god there's like there's so many it only backs. takes about four years like what there's like 120 colleges out there right each one of them has a running back like there's tons of free agent running backs probably right now. I wonder if any of the running backs are lawyers, so they could just like work this out with the NFL already. Like, do the any of them why, finish the degrees? The reason, like, the reason why you know quarterbacks get paid. <laughs> do any is, of them finish their degree? <laughs> no, of course they wouldn't. Why would you finish your degree if you're like you gotta be 21? You're getting out of there. Like, so oh yeah, funny. they're for sure getting out of exactly. there. Exactly. Like That's three out of so four years, I would do the exact same thing, right? Because you want to be young in the league. <laughs> eventually yeah if you yeah. once you reach 30 it's over so well like you could rather have eight years play. yeah no, no okay no, so can't. guys guys um i'm gonna say this if there's any you know younger kids in our audience and listeners just stop uh switch just to stop else. switch the corner yeah 
Just don't. Receivers. Don't any of that. Just go be a receiver. Bro. If you're you a running back game. right Jamal now, Chase go play rugby. Next year. If if we really like, just go play in the NBA. That's what I'd say. <laughs> no, go play Dude, baseball. You have to have trend. <laughs> like you have to be able to transition into that sport. So that's why I'm saying like play rugby. Do no, rugby do players they... even make that much? Play soccer. I, I don't know overseas. Overseas they might. I don't go know. Go to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, just go. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever your challenge is, yeah, just take it to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, dude. For a year. Oh man. Yep. That's what I would do. Well, that'd be lit. Know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Like I'm gonna go to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> like wait till the Saudis. Wait till the Saudis like, buy the team off Jim Mersey, and then they oh, can you Jonathan imagine? Taylor. That would be the I most Patrick Mahomes that. money. I was thinking that I was just thinking, what if the Saudis buy Sports Council? But you know, what's your number? Oh I'd say, man, I'd say at least. At oh, least I would sell billion. out so quick. No, no, Bro, I, half a I billion. I take I take half a hundred dollars. Why would Why would you take? <laughs> nah, you got to negotiate. Uh, hey, okay. Speaking, speaking. I'll let you do of it. that. Speaking of that, did you know that we record our podcast i don't know if we've ever mentioned this before but we record our podcast on zencaster and what? you know yeah i mean we used to is way that what i'm using right day, now way back in the day we used to record live we used to all go to kind of our house in santa cruz and then we recorded our podcast live but obviously the pandemic hit we all kind of moved yeah what a, after college what an inconvenient and, you know, way to do it i wish there was yeah. a simpler easier way to do it well i'm here to tell you if you ever think about starting a podcast and you kind of present the same situation we're in like we're all friends but we're not in the same place we use zencaster because zencaster is just so easy to use and i do want to mention before we get any further that yes we are now affiliated with zencaster and um you know i i would have talked sung praises about zencaster anyway but you know now that we're also affiliated with them i just really want to emphasize how great they are it's really easy to use and it's kind of like an all-in-one comprehensive kind of podcasting equipment. You know, you can put your podcast on Zencaster and it will automatically distribute to uh, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Amazon Music, just like the platforms we use right now. And again, yeah, Gav's like halfway across the country and we can hear him just fine, right? I can hear you guys loud and clear on Zencaster, Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. <laughs> <laughs> And if I was thinking about using Zencaster, is there just like any code or anything that I should use? That's a great question, G. Well, first of all, I think you should go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use our special referral code, Sports Council. That's S-P-O-R-T-S-C-O-U-N-S-E-L. Not Council, Council, right? And you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. And I want you guys to all have the same easy experiences that we do for all our podcasting and content needs. I think it's time for you guys to share your story. We've shared our story at least 105 times now. We're Just about to blow up and act like we don't know nobody, bro. When the Saudis <laughs> buy us out, we're going to be like, yeah, we got to take Zencaster with us. Yeah. We Did would. you guys get that reference, by the way? No. Oh, bro. It's, um, what's his name? The white rapper dude. What'd you with say the- again? I didn't even. Like, I'm gonna act like I blow. I, oh, uh, what is it? I'm gonna blow up and what? act like I'm not gonna know nobody. What's his name? Riff oh, Raff. I know that guy. Riff I Raff. Saw Riff that, Raff. Yeah. You mean the guy with the metal teeth? Yes. Yeah. Act, yeah. I, I bet he's getting a little carried away from too. the original uh, point of the message here. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna 
put us right back on here. Once again, our referral code is Sports Council. So go to Zencaster.com backslash pricing. Again, uh, how do you spell Zencaster, Gev? Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. Yep, and use our wow. referral code. Oh, 30% off, guys. That's great. Bro, you don't get off. deals like that on Black Friday nowadays. Come on. No, dude. Wow. It's amazing. I know everybody I wants to be a podcaster. I want to hear your podcast, guys. I definitely want to hear your podcast. And as long as you don't like, you know, do the exact same thing we do. <laughs> yeah, don't take our bad. audience, please. Yeah, don't take our audience. <laughs> if all our listeners create podcasts, what happens to us? <laughs> <laughs> we start sharing each other's podcasts. Dude. Like, I'll listen to yours if you listen to mine, and uh, follow I'll give you a shout out. Yeah, follow. Come on now. Yeah. Hey. I shout think that'll do it for our episode today. Um, we also have a new Twitter handle. By the way, if you didn't notice, we are not Bay Council anymore. We are actually Sports Council. Oh, my God. I didn't even realize. I didn't yeah. even realize. I'm I swooped in on that. I swooped <laughs> in on it. There was a lot of shifting around, I guess, when it came to usernames. And we pounced on Sports Council. So now we got a new logo. We got a new affiliation. G's got a new mic. And we got a new handle on Twitter. That's oh crazy. Oh, my God. Right? Oh, man. And I also want to say one thing, too. I know we're, we're some fiends for fantasy football, obviously, clearly, if you haven't noticed. But mm-hmm. all randomly, we cannot pre-plan these, but we will randomly, once in a while, drop a mock draft in the link in our Twitter. You guys want to feel free to join. Don't be nervous. It's a mock draft, but you get to do a mock with us. At least one or two or three or four will be in the draft there with you. We've already did some with our, our fellow co- our companions from last year like Mitty and rob and mm-hmm. nando all these guys that you guys have heard about you guys can be next and this is a great way to introduce yourselves to us and if you're in for any interest in our you know listener league which is eventually going to come up we'll have our big announcement for that as well but mm-hmm. you know that's the way you're going to be able to at least you know connect with us and we want to be able to connect with you guys and then if you guys do some cool strategy in the mock draft like holy shit we need to do talk about that that was you know it's exactly. always great to see other people's opinions. We're an inclusive it's, community. Please yeah, join I mean, us. We just, we just did a mock draft a couple of, like a week ago, right? All three of us. Um, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So keep those notifications on because they come quick. It's like a flash mock draft. You never know when, you, uh, when you're called into service to play uh, fantasy football. So, yeah. And so, again, follow our Twitter at Sports Council. Follow our Instagram, sports underscore council. Stay up to date on the latest and greatest of our sports takes. And obviously, you can find us on Spotify, uh, iTunes, Amazon Music, and of course, the Zencaster. We will see you next see time for part two of our primer. And, it, you know, we're going to get into the wide receivers next. It, it was so. good to be back, guys. Ooh. The rust is, is coming off. <laughs> the rust is coming off. It's yeah. beautiful. See you see next you. time. Later.